Hope it's a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And we are joining you on the week that we no longer trust our clocks. Mm. They have gone forward a whole hour mm. to British summertime. I'm so pleased. Which is a rather overly optimistic title, <laughs> considering it's wet, rainy and cold at the moment. It's mm. still cold, it's still rinsing it down. But with all the modern tech, I'm not sure which clocks change themselves nowadays. Because it used to be none of your clocks changed themselves and you had to go around to tweaking them all. Manually, yeah. 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 Then it was one or two smart ones. Now, I don't even know which ones are the smart ones and which ones are the dumb ones. Does your car change on its own? I can't remember. I think mine's does because it's got satellite navigation. Ah. So it, the satellites tell it tell to change. It, yeah. But I'm not 100%. <laughs> that, that's, that's the problem with this high-tech world. Though I am impressed at how quickly they change Stonehenge each year. Yeah. <laughs> that one flew right over your head, didn't it? I did. <laughs> I am impressed at how quickly they change Stonehenge each year. Ah. No, I don't get you. It, it's rocks and it's all about time and huh. they sing Kumbaya songs out, around it when they, you know, at the solstices and things like that. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like it's a big sundial. They have to go change it every year. <laughs> You're completely... Right, that's how well the jokes are flying today, dear listener. And on a more positive note, the uh, postbag has arrived. And last week we asked, what is something that is 100% fact about your hometown that outsiders just won't believe? Uh, Matthew Summers has been in touch with New Battle Abbey College in Midlovian. is situated on the former abbey where monks used to mine coal. It is one of the earliest, if not the earliest, documented example of coal mining in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of monks in their little garbs blessing the rocks with every strike of their pickaxe yeah. as they're mining away. The quietest coal mine ever. Yeah, yeah. Although talking of Scottish mining, I'm old enough to remember coal trains running through Fife. It's been a long time since that happened, I'll tell you that nowadays. Age has also been in touch to show off. Apparently Canberra is the single best place in the entire world to observe the Milky Way. Apparently, even NASA used Mount Stromolo Observatory. Wow. Has age been? I guess. It's one of the big reasons I really want to go visit the Southern, Southern Hemisphere someday, mm. is to go see uh, the, the Milky Way. Because you, you can't. You, apparently, the best view of it is the other side of the world from where we are at the moment. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's just... <laughs> we need to get that sorted. Uh, but I must say, seeing the Northern Lights in the Scottish Highlands decades ago is still tiding me over at the moment. Mm. But at some point, it's going to wear off and I'm going to have to go down. down. This is me pitching to spend all our money on a holiday down under, dear listener. Yeah. And Jenny's giving me funny looks about it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's time for a wee natter. They say all good things must come to an end and our hunt for the best hot cross bun for 2023 is in its final week. Though before we look at the final contenders, Mm. uh, we must consider a submission for an abomination from age. (laughs) Yes, I did chuckle when I read that age. Apparently down under, they have a special hot cross bun. How do you think it's special, dear listener? How do you think it's special, Jenny? Well, I know because I read... What age told me. Do you want me to give it away? Well, <laughs> but before you give away, Cole Supermarket. I used to work for a company that supplied Coles mm. ages ago. Cole Supermarket, I'm disappointed in you. 
I thought you were better than this. <laughs> Do you want to reveal what it is, Jenny? Is it a Vegemite one? Vegemite and cheese hot cross oh, buns. Oh, God. It is an abomination. It is a sin. It should not exist. That, <laughs> that is my just my view on it. But for some reason, it does exist. Mm. So we need to go over there and we need to make it... This is me pitching for the trip down under again. We need yeah. to go over there to destroy every single one in every single coals, which will take us a good while. So it's, we're going to have to make it a long trip. We are, yeah. Maybe like six months or something Yeah, bump into age. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'm glorified. <laughs> uh, but more seriously, we are looking for the best hot cross bun of 2023. And because it is approaching Easter, this is the final mm. selection. These are the last few we'll be looking at. We're going to have three today. Three. First two. Battle of the Budget Supermarkets. Yes. So these are the German supermarkets where we all get our food nowadays because (laughs) we're not rich anymore. (laughs) To be honest, we haven't been rich for a good while now. Uh, So our first offering is from Aldi. I always have to check because I get Aldi and Lidl mixed up in my head. Yeah, I do too. They've both got the middle aisle of spectacular weird stuff. But yeah, so this is Aldi and it's four luxury fruited hot cross buns. (laughs) Specially selected and has a British flag on the front of it as well. Yes. What do you think of it? Tell us what you see. Um, They don't look any different from the others we've tested so far. You can smell the fruit as as I took them out of the packet. Mm -hmm. So we've toasted them as norm. So I'll have a bit of a bite now. I'm not getting much fruit flavouring out of this one. So how are you going to rate it then? So you're saying there's not a lot of fruit? No. How are you going to rate it on your list? I'm still going with the co-op as last. Wow. But I think I might put this one in after the co-op. All these sliding mm. in just ahead of the co-op yeah. towards the rear of the pack. I mean, they but, look like there's fruit in there, but I'm not. it's not tasty fruit. But it's not the only budget supermarket we are considering no. today. Your second offering is from Lidl, and it is Deluxe Four Luxury Hot Cross Buns. They've got all sort of explanation on them about being soft, spicy buns with orange and fruits and all that. Yeah. Tell us what you think of what you see. It looks exactly the same as Aldi's, looking yep. at the how they look. Uh, have a taste. There's no difference between Aldi and Lidl. Wow. Can you not pick one over the other? Probably these have got a slight more flavour to them. So Lidl ahead of Aldi, mm. but they're both towards the rear of the pack. That's, yeah. a, that's a shame. Usually you get some quite good offerings from you the do. budget supermarkets. Mm. So our final option was we looked at the budget supermarkets today. So our final contender is very much the other end of the spectrum. Mm. We are going to Waitrose and Partners. Yes. Although from what I hear in the news, that might not be for much longer. Uh, Four (laughs) richly fruited hot cross buns. Tell us what you see and tell us what you think. Well, I travelled 20 miles on the bus just to pick a pack of these up. So I'm hoping they're going to be good. Although, to be fair, <laughs> you make 28 miles on the bus sound like a, you know this big ordeal. At the moment, it's two quid to it's go as far quid. as you like on the bus. Yeah, so yeah, it's actually, quite good, actually. It's probably cheaper than parking for some of yeah, the other ones. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, you, you spent your two quid going to... I spent to... my two pounds. <laughs> um, so they look smaller yeah. than the other two that we've tried. They don't look that much different, if I'm honest with you, apart from, say, from the size. Got plenty of fruit in as you cut them open, so... Let's just have a look and see what they taste like. I'm not actually tasting anything wow about them. Okay. To be honest. I would place them ahead of the ones you were just doing. I would. Yeah. So where on your list are you going to put them? I'd probably put these in third place. So behind Morrison's ahead of Tesco? Yes. So what that does for the listings, we have in eighth place, Co-op Irresistible. (laughs) And all the rest of it. They're obviously not Irish. In our humble opinion, in a joint seven, Lidl and Aldi 
<laughs> six M&S, five Asda, four Tesco, three Waitrose, two Morrison's, which means number one hot crust bun mm. for 2023 is Sainsbury's Taste the Difference. Ooh, and you can taste the difference. And that is it. That is our top hot crust bun for 2023. Mm. Tune in for the next episode of A Wee Natter where we start comparing weight loss plans. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you, Jenny. Oh, what now? Nitrous oxide, better known as laughing gas. Mm-hmm. It's going to be banned, apparently. I have that in my car sometimes when I want to show off at the traffic lights. Yeah, I'm not worried about you doing bottles of it, you know, like the kids <laughs> are doing. I am worried about the use of it in your car. <laughs> Always on that noise button. Outrunning tractors at the traffic lights. Teslas, come on. Teslas. <laughs> but this has got me wondering, if that's off the list, because mm. that's what you used to do for fun, to let your hair down a bit, mm-hmm. what can you do instead at the end of a bad day? Oh, just go down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> Pack of Nobby's nuts. Yeah, Diet I- Coke, everyone's a winner. Well, I, I tend not to end up on Diet Coke. I end up with a drinking problem. That's <laughs> to be a little bit... Oh, kiss. Cheryl's... Pl- uh, Cheryl, she has... What are the good biscuits? Got to be the good biscuits. End of a bad day, crack open the biscuits, but make sure they're the good biscuits. So what, I know what counts as bad biscuits, and it's things like digestives that are just plain <laughs> and boring. And Reached that, here, where they're just two dunks and they've sank in the bottom of your cup. Yeah, anything like that. That's a bad... What counts as a good biscuit? What is top of your biscuits? Well, they are the Fox's biscuits, the big chunky ones with the chocolate on. Apparently, they're they're the good biscuits. Are they? Yeah, you get like I'm, I'm thinking, in the pack. I'm thinking like Viscounts and things like that. Now, yeah, that's I what like my them. Head. That's that. Yeah, I, I don't mind a Viscount it's or like, a Penguin. Yeah, but any of those, it's <laughs> te- them as good biscuits. Any of those, it feels like stepping back in time a bit. Fair to you. But for me, it's got to be you know a good old soak. But that's quite expensive nowadays. Mm. It's sheer cost of heating the water. It, you know, and it becomes a feedback loop because you then get your bill at the end of the month, which makes you sad. To make, so to make yourself not so sad, you go and have a nice long soak, which then makes your heating bill. Vicious even, circle. It's a vicious cycle. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. What can you do at the end of a bad day to make it better? A couple of ways to get in touch. At Solid Radio UK or at Solid City on the socials. Or if you're listening on Spotify, there's a little pop-up that has appeared. You can tap on it, stick an answer in. And we will share your secrets in the next episode. I have to apologise, but I'm back on coffee shops again. <laughs> do you do anything other than trips and coffee shops? That's what I'm wondering. Oh dear. So I was in the coffee shop the other week and I was sat down with me on my table, table two. And um, this person, this woman come and kind of squeezed a buggy with a kid in it right next to my table. And the kid was kind of like throwing things out of its buggy all the time. And, and I looked and I thought, am I going to get back into my table? Because I put my coat on the chair and I was getting me, um, waiting to get me coffee. And I was like, kept looking back thinking, am I going to be able to slither in there? And anyway, I managed to get in, but the kid was literally, the, the buggy was touching me. And I thought, and I looked around, I thought, there's loads more free tables here. Why on earth have they chosen to struggle into a space that no, nobody's clearly going to be happy with? And I was having a chat to one of my friends about this on, on, mm. on Faces. And we find that, this, I mean, I did move in the end. I just got up and moved to another table. And, and she said that she would do the same. And it got us onto a bit of a conversation about things like car parks and buses. Mm-hmm. So in a car park, I said I could park anywhere in a car park at the back where there's nobody there i'd 
come back from shopping and I could guarantee somebody's parked on my door handle, even though there's loads of spaces around. And then they're going on a bus. Somebody will sit next to you on a bus when there's loads of free spaces. So on the car parking thing, I think it's genuinely, I think it's a skill issue. It's people can't park without having some sort of reference. Do you know what I do? You know, now you said that because we were chatting about this, right? Mm. And I said, what I like to do, and this, I I love this because this makes me feel good, but it makes me sound evil. You know, when they're just deciding to back up and do reverse park and they've got your car in the eye, let them start the manoeuvre, I drive off. I love it. Their faces, they're so shocked. I just wait for them to start that manoeuvre and I've gone, man. Even if it's just into another bay, I've just driven off. That makes me feel so good because otherwise I'm thinking, oh, where's all these spaces? Why do you not use them? Because they need to see another car to work from. They shouldn't be but driving. on the buses and on the trains, <laughs> you know, when people choose to sit next to you and there's loads of empty seats, the best way to deal with that is just to be like me, a big chubby lad, or lad in your, your case, <laughs> and just fill the space out to the point that they won't want to sit next to you because they'll be squeezed into the next seat. What you could do now is cough and sneeze. Nobody wants to sit next to you, then they think you've got COVID. Or what you do is you leave the empty seat next to you and as they walk down the aisle, it's eye contact and pat the seat. You wouldn't oh, say if somebody did that with you. that's a good idea, would... yeah. Although, no, no, my look, I probably will get the weirdo that decides to take me up on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would do it just to spite people, yeah. <laughs> Have you been watching the latest David Attenborough stuff on the BBC? I'm asking you, dear listener, and you, Jenny, as well. Yeah, I think I saw a bit of it, but... Uh, they always have things where they start scrapping each other. Mm. I don't like that, so I have to turn off. Well, I've been watching it. I don't mind that so much because, you know, it's nature. It what's happened. And, you know, with television and things, you've got to expect a bit of drama. It'd be really mm. boring if all you were doing was watching, like, a cow eat grass all for an hour. I like it when they're all friendly and they're all doing the little... They're just keeping themselves to themselves. Mm. And next minute, some wolf comes in and grabs a fawn. I don't like that. No, well, fair enough. It's each to their own. <laughs> but I do have a couple of issues with the programme, and it's not that. Mm. Firstly, the programme's in Ultra HD. Ultra? Ultra HD. It's too much. It's a reminder of just how poor my eyesight is. Is it just me that gets sad when... They, they, you realise, I can't actually see the world outside my front door in that level of detail when you're watching it on the telly. I can never tell the difference between HD and normal. Now, mine HD and ultra HD. I've got no <laughs> chance then. And my second issue was in the latest episode, which was showing a small critter in the grasslands, hmm. which is not one we've had scurrying through the garden, but it was one I'm familiar with, mainly as a gift from Sutika. Oh. Voles. Voles. Yeah, you've seen a few of those delivered as gifts, haven't you? Yeah. But that's not the bit I'm upset by. It turns out that cats are better than owls. The owl had no chance of a snack from what I saw. Wow. But genuinely, the series has been full of all sorts of inspirational stuff. And it's got me wanting to make, you know, me and you, on behalf of you, dear listener, our own nature documentary. I'll admit, I know nothing about wildlife. Do you know anything about wildlife? Uh, well, I know the different types of bird song. Is that good? That's not good for filming it. But <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> the, que- the, the question that comes to my mind is, how hard can it be? You know, we, we, we see if we can get some of those flying dogs on film, you know, that and some foxes <laughs> raiding the bins as well, <laughs> yeah. plus some cats singing the songs of our people at 3am. What do you think, dear listener? Would you like to see a Solid Radio Natural History Department documentary put together out of the bits we managed to film uh, hanging around our front door? 
I think that's a good idea. And we have to actually follow through and do it now. <laughs> I've got a problem with my phone. What have you done to it? I'm having problems actually um, opening the phone up. And the reason being is I like to, if there's a piece of tech come back, comes out, I like to, to use it. And it's boring now putting your, pa- putting your PIN and your password into your phone, isn't it, to, to, to get to your phone. So I like to have face recognition because basically I always forget my passwords. So a lot of things now I do face recognition. But I've been poorly. I've had something that I can't pronounce. Blepiitis, I think it is. So basically it's irritation in the eyes. They feel gritty and I'm not allowed to wear any eye makeup until it fixes itself. So guess what's happening? My phone's not recognising my face anymore because I've got no eye makeup on. Can you believe that? Hang on a minute. I think this is a little bit of a security loophole you think. So it's not recognising you because you haven't got any eye makeup on. Yeah. But if I put your eye makeup on, so I did it the same way you did it, do you think it would recognise me as you? I'll have to try that. I might put some makeup on you when you're asleep. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be the strangest way of woken up. question but if you were to get a tattoo and this is for you dear listener you jenny as well what would it be maybe a tattoo of sooty to get a picture of your cat yeah is it, is, that's quite a detailed tattoo you'd be going for there or would you be getting like a little cartoon type one no maybe the detail one but would i want to offend her by because she her whiskers are going gray now bless her so would i just keep the whiskers <laughs> black or would i actually put <laughs> gray whiskers on the tattoo it might upset her. This isn't the level of detail I've ever had to consider about tattoos. For me, I'd have to be reminders to myself, like get milk or you're an idiot or whatever. Both of them would be very useful written on my arm. But would you ever consider getting your club card tattooed on your arm? Would it work? Wouldn't the barcode work when you it, go and scan it? It would definitely be useful. And there was a chap that did exactly that. You know, how they've got this QR code on the back of them now. Why if you lose your card and you have to have a new card? The new number, do you have to get a new tattoo? Well, I guess he has to get it changed and you know, <laughs> the second one tattooed on or something like that. But yes, he had the QR code from the back of his club card <laughs> tattooed onto his arm. How much do you think he's earned in points after getting the tattoo? Half of me wants to say he's, he's earned loads because obviously he's always on him. Uh, but I'm going to say ugly any because he keeps forgetting to scan his arm. <laughs> 18 pounds. Oh, wow, that's not too bad. Probably cost him more for the tattoo than he's earned in club card points. And it'll only get worse if the last email I saw from Money Saving Expert is anything to go by. And on that note, we are now offering a wee natter tattoos, dear listener. <laughs> a limited edition and consists of a picture of a mince pie and mine and Jenny's gobs about to eat them. It uh, totally won't be one of those things that only gets valued at 20p on Antiques Roadshow in 30 years' time. <laughs> That was, unfortunately, a wee natter. I was Mark Steele, and across the table from me was... Jenny Steele. And the important thing to do, if you haven't done it already, dear listener, is to subscribe to a wee natter on whatever your podcast app of choice is. Mm. But if you prefer a bit more of variety, and even some music in there as well, go on to Spotify and search for Solid Radio. You will see not one, but two Purple Mountains, and you will get some country music and interviews with cats and all sorts of weird and wonderful things in line with what we do here as well. Mm. Whatever you happen to do, remember to tell at least one person in your life, I I don't care who it is. Share us. 
It, it could literally be the uh, scam callers on the phone trying to get you to give their life savings over. Just tell them that, you know, a wee natter exists. And on that note, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye.